Welcome to the Fuck Saving Face podcast, where we're empowering mental and emotional health for Asian Americans and beyond by breaking through taboo topics. Life may not always be pretty, but it is indeed beautiful. Let's make your story beautiful today. So these mindfulness practices are some of my favorite things, and I recently signed up for this course to learn about how to grow a newsletter on Substack. For a very long time, my newsletters were people's favorite things to get in their inbox, but as I continue to grow my agency, Wild Hearted Words, and you know, have this podcast and have a daughter and all of these other things, that writing kind of fell to the wayside. And so now I'm curious as to how to get back into the things that I'm passionate about. There's a writer, Tim Denning, who I follow, and he's the one who actually hosts the Substack course. And I was able to talk to one of his collaborators and his partners uh, in a live conversation. And, you know, this collaborator was just so excited to hear about the content that I was thinking of creating on Substack. And when I was in Hawaii, I had this idea. I often get these ideas when I'm in nature and when I'm hiking and when I'm in my own head and just kind of lost in the beauty and the power of Mother Nature. As I was on my spiritual journey years and years ago, Mother Nature was the first thing that I felt like was truly deeply big and spiritual and bigger than me. And so I often have these big aha moments when I'm out and about, often hiking, often quietly by myself. One of the first trips that I took solo was to Palm Springs when I was in my mid-20s. I had just gotten back from living abroad in China I had a lot of healing that I was doing because of my eating disorder. It was something that I had been struggling with since I was 17. And so I decided to take this trip by myself. And I didn't know much about Palm Springs. Since then, it's become one of my favorite destinations. And there was a tram that you can take up into the mountains. So I did. And I just started walking. And it was so quiet and so silent because you're up in, you know, the atmosphere, essentially, you're up so much higher than everything else. You can go walk about, especially during the summer months when it's super hot in the desert, but up on the mountain, it's so much cooler. And I felt connected to my grandmother's energy again. And I started having these conversations inwardly in my mind, asking questions, and then hearing this deep, wise answer coming back to me. So since then, it's something that I've tried to do when I've taken my daughter to national parks, when I've done my moving meditation, driving by myself somewhere, just to go walk about. And this happened again when I was on the big island with my partner for my birthday. So while I was there, I just had this awareness of what do I really want to write? What do I want to get back to? Writing was the one thing when I was in my teens that helped me feel like I just lost sense of time. And I knew I had found some sort of magic, some sort of purpose. And because I mix my profession with my personal passion, it sometimes gets a little bit tricky. But also, as I've hired writers to add to my team, you know, the actual writing that I do is much less. I'm focused much more on strategy and client relationships and growing my company. And so being able to get back to something 
that I have loved that has essentially saved my life so many times over, being able to write and process, being able to share stories and get published and then see that those personal essays and narratives have helped other people, being able to take that pain that I've experienced and turn it into lessons that have helped other people heal has always made me feel like I'm living what I was meant to do, or at least bringing some sort of light into the world. And so I wanted to figure out what that was. And while I was walking up in this gorgeous valley on the big island, um, it's called Polalau Lookout, I just became aware that one of the things that people have reached out to me and asked me about a lot is just my life through my divorce and then afterwards, being a single parent half the time, being able to go from basically, you know, less than $500 in my bank account when we got back from living internationally to having to rebuild and now having a business that last time I checked is making six-figure revenue in the middle of the year anticipated to match that and ideally, you know, exceed what we've cultivated thus far. And that's been, I've been back in the States now for about three years, um, a little over three years. And so to be able to rebuild my life then, and not to say there have not been missteps or hiccups, I just sent an email today to my accountant to just kind of figure out like, what are the fees from the uh, investments that their wealth office is managing for me? How can I do this better? And really try not to beat myself up, but learning as I go, you know, having been involved in crypto, there have been some losses, having um, just trusted different financial advisors who were, as I started to learn more about it, not the best and wisest choices. So continuing to learn, continuing to just do the best that I can in the moment and then trust myself. And for those of you who maybe were raised in environments similar to mine, then really trying not to be perfect for fear of the repercussion that would come if we weren't perfect. And instead, just being so much more compassionate to myself, being human. So after these remarkable birthday celebrations, I hosted a small gathering at a pool with close friends and their kids. And my partner turned and looked at me at one point and he said, look at how many people are here to celebrate you. It's been a lifelong lesson to let that love in. And one of the things that I had asked my friends to do is I created an email address for my birthday and I asked them to share memories or sentiments or things that maybe they've always wanted to tell me that, you know, they hadn't yet had the chance. So on that evening, I opened up the email and it was just remarkable to see what an impact I've made. And to think that just me living my life has been an inspiration to someone else is so rewarding and very humbling and extremely gratifying to know that we're not alone, that we're all on this journey. And so as I try to figure out how I want to get back into writing and sharing, one of the things that I think I'm coming to is being able to share how to rebuild your life after divorce, after, you know, potentially heart aching, heartbreaking decisions, after unhealthy paradigms and dynamics, after 
figuring out what you want to do versus what you've been told you're supposed to do, and then redefining what success means to you and figuring out your core values. So I wanted to read something that I shared on LinkedIn recently, and then we will dive into a mindfulness practice that's really about letting the love in. It's something that I'm very much working on. It's something that I'm, you know, that I've brought up to my partner recently of, do you think that I'm going to get to a point where I'm going to be able to feel what it is that other people around me can see so clearly? One of my dearest friends, who's my daughter's godfather, said to me during another birthday celebration in my 20s, you know, you can just see how much people love you. And it's always stuck with me because... I think for my fear of getting close from being in the environment that I was in growing up and sensing that perhaps I couldn't depend on the people around me, I've had to really work on that story because my lived experience into adulthood has been very different, but that inner child within me still feels that. And so I'm still learning how to let all of that love in. Okay, here's what I wrote. Last weekend, I celebrated my 44th birthday. I went from Mexico to Hawaii over the course of two weeks, then back to San Diego to celebrate with the people closest to me in my life. Not only did we have the best meals, we also swam with manta rays, witnessed a live volcano erupting, and watched the sunset from the tallest mountain in the world. One of the greatest gifts I received was in a simple request I made. I created a new Gmail address, then asked people to email memories of the first time we met, sentiments they may never have shared, words of wisdom, or anything they wanted to say. On the night of the 16th, I laid down to bed and opened up this email address. The messages almost brought me to tears. People shared photos from years past, moments I didn't know made an impact, and so much love. My entire life, personally and professionally, has been based on creating meaningful connections to make the world a better place. My goal in every exchange I have is to create harmony, to help others feel a sense of safety and confidence, to encourage a sense of healing. Life can be hard, I know, and more than anything, we're all seeking to be seen, to be heard, to be loved and accepted just as we are. If you all haven't listened to the Rich Roll podcast, he shared several episodes about becoming a modern elder and redefining what success and satisfaction mean. The best feeling I touched upon throughout these celebrations was a sense of peace over striving and learning how to let all of this goodness in to believe that I am more than worthy of the affection and attention people bestow upon me. I hope that you get a moment to let it all in, to let in all the moments you're working so hard to create. I hope you have a chance to breathe and be and know that you are enough. So last night I also went and hung out with three of my favorite mamas and they gave me handwritten cards. So they didn't email the email address, but they did share it in handwritten words. And what they shared was so deeply meaningful because these are women I admire and I'm so grateful that I'm in their presence and that I can call them part of my family and part of my tribe. So for today... I encourage you to find a space where you can settle in and maybe it'll be seated. Maybe it'll be lying down. Maybe it will be standing or perhaps you're listening to this while walking. If you're driving or moving, 
definitely take into consideration where you are and do what you can to give yourself just a few moments here now. Start to connect with your breath. Start to become aware of where you feel this in your body. If you've been following me on social media, then you would know that I've been reading these books recently about what happens after we pass. It's something that I've always been fascinated about. If you've listened to the podcast, you might have heard how I've tried to make the most of all the moments, how much I think about death and the impact that we leave. And I can't exactly remember where, but I do recall over the last couple of months hearing how we're always so stressed about doing this or that, about getting it all right, about making a positive impact, especially if we are a caretaker in any regard, but that after we pass, there are only about two generations where we may have left a lasting, memorable legacy. And it's a very humbling thing to think about. But the person who was speaking asked, well, do you remember your great-grandparents' names? Or your great-great-grandparents? And yes, we make such a big, profound impact on those closest to us and maybe their children or the next generation. Or if we do have a bigger sphere of influence, maybe many generations more. But there was another episode that I listened to talking about Steve Jobs and how even despite all of the life-changing technologies he's created, that in the large expanse of universal time, he is barely a blip, barely a fleck. So sometimes it can be helpful to have that perspective, to do the best that we can, but just to remember that we are here for this period of time to learn and grow in our wisdom. And if journaling is part of our practice, then perhaps in addition to adding the things that we are grateful for, or the reflections that we have had, or the worries and anxieties we may have, to take a moment every so often, maybe every week, to write down the life lessons, the wisdom that we've acquired, so that we can truly integrate them, because that's what we are here for. In the mistakes and the missteps, in the striving and the reaching, all of it is to expand the greater consciousness as a whole, that the universe is learning through each of our learnings, expanding at that growing edge. So reconnecting to your breath, and finding your sense of self your sense of peace, your connection to whatever it is that feels greater. And perhaps if you are like me and you have put up barricades around your heart to seemingly protect you from experiencing more pain or disappointment, Taking a moment to check in with yourself to see and ask, am I safe now? In this moment, all of the growth, all of the healing, 
all of the learning, the pushing away from what we don't want, moving in the direction of the things that we do in this moment, right here, right now. Do I feel safe? Taking a deep breath in, opening up your mouth, sighing it all out. Two more breaths deep in. Filling up and holding at the top. Letting that energy move from the crown of your head to the soles of your feet. And when you're ready, exhale, letting it all go. One more time, breathing deeply in, feeling it from the fingertips to the toes, feeling all of your cells, all of your skin, breathing in that new, refreshed life force energy. And this time, as you exhale, imagining that it's just exhaling through every pore of your body. For so many of us, we're learning how to have healthy boundaries, to say no when we mean no, and to say yes when we enthusiastically and emphatically mean yes. So just taking a moment to check in, finding that safety of being able to say both yes and no. When it's aligned to you, your needs, your desires. Taking one of those deep body breaths in, holding, feeling yourself being replenished, and when you're ready, letting it all out. So there is love all around you, right here, right now. Whether it is seen or unseen, there are forces working in your favor. Can you take a moment to let that in? Feel what it feels like to trust just a little bit more. Feel what it feels like to surrender the burden of carrying all this responsibility on your own. Breathe deeply in and deeply out. So this last feeling within you, I invite you to explore it a little bit more, either later on today or later on this week, exploring what it feels like to have a little bit more faith, a little bit more trust, to alleviate that burden and the responsibility of all that we carry, to give ourselves that compassion and to love ourselves the way that we love others, and to let in that love just a little bit more. 
When you're ready, taking another deep breath in and a deep breath out. You can float your eyes open, coming back into the space, back into the room, back into your life. Thank you so much for joining me today. As always, if you have any thoughts, please feel free to reach out to me. You can find me, hello at fucksavingface.com. You can find me on social media. You can connect with us at our agency, wildheartedwords.com. And just send a note. We're always here. We're always listening. And I'm so grateful that you took a moment to yourself. I hope that you let in the love today and all the days to come. Want to support this podcast? You can do so in crypto. If you'd like to send your dollars, aka fiat currency, to me via the Cash App, which uses a super fast lightning network, I can convert it into Bitcoin. You can find me on the Cash App by typing in dollar sign Judy Tsui. That's T-S-U-E-I. But if you'd actually like to send me direct cryptocurrencies, email me at hello at fucksavingface.com and we can exchange crypto wallet addresses. More ways you can support the podcast are by sharing this with your friends, family, anybody you think might enjoy this. And remember to go get your copy of the Little Book of Tibetan Rites and Rituals at Barnes & Noble, Amazon, Audible, or wherever you like to get your books. Make your story beautiful today.